What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Breakdown for Thursday, January 11th. I am Mr. Jolly of Sydney. What else could you be with a name like that except Jolly? Uh, and you can find me at that address on Twitter or handle. My partner, the other host of this podcast, is Scotty Harland. He is AKA the Harlander, H A R Lander23 on Twitter. Um, you can guess who his favourite player growing up in Australia was, can't you? And probably work out his age or at least. <laughs> Have a bit of a guess at it. Uh, shout out to the big knobs from Hoopball. As ever, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. Aaron Bruski, Dan Vesperus, all of the editors and podcasters and uh, legendary DFS and betting advisors over there. Go out and check out, check out hoop-ball.com. One of the best things going in the fantasy NBA world. And one of the best things going in Hoopball is my guest today. It is Thursday night. I am excited. You can tell by the sound in my voice because I have got the middleman, Brent. Middleman here, Brent. What's up, y'all? Hey, Mr. Jolly. Glad well, that, to be here. That was a bit of a low-key response after I built that up. Are you, you're not in a, a closet Philadelphia 70... <laughs> you're not a closet Philadelphia 76ers fan, are you? No, not at all. Definitely not. The exact opposite. A big Warriors fan. We got two wins in a row. Oh, looking for a third, but we played Brooklyn Saturday night, so... Uh, not getting my hopes up, but who knows? Maybe all three guys will sit because it seems like those guys can never play all at the same time these days. So, how are you feeling as as a Dubs fan? Like, uh, have you kind of exceeded expectations? Because the season started off pretty rough, and Curry looked really rough. I think we talked about it on this show at one point that his field goal percentage was down, and we worried about that. But now he's in the he's on a per game basis inside the top three, um, and he's just looking very very good, isn't he? And the team itself. Ubre seems to not be Ubrick every game anymore. You've got Toscano Anderson going off. It's uh, good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, the bench has been a lot better than I thought. Uh, after a slow start, Ubre has been, you know, the guy they kind of hoped they were going to get. Uh, a little disappointing uh, with all the injuries, but they played really well with the small ball lineup. And, and Curry is, I mean, he's playing the best basketball I've seen him play in years. And he should definitely be a front runner for MVP because, I mean, you take Curry off this Warrior team and you probably have the worst team in the league. Uh, but with him on the team uh, and playing, they are a playoff team. And that's about the best we can hope for. And, and hopefully they're healthy and, and hit their stride when we get to playoff time. And uh, they're going to be a scary out because Curry can carry a team all on his own. Yeah, now I just refreshed Basketball Monster. And earlier today, he was on a per-game basis, I think, sixth or seventh, and he's now, he is third, so God, I must be Nostradamus. Those guys between Curry and uh, Irving in the three to seven spots are very close together in terms of their rating, so Steph and Kawhi are basically tied in uh, their value in third and fourth, and then Towns is 
just behind them. Durant is just behind them and Irving is just behind them. Those guys are really clearly in that, that sort of three to seven range at the moment with Dylan, Damian Lillard just a little bit behind. Uh, Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid uh, in the first and second on a per game basis kind of uh, leading off. I had another couple of quick questions for you before we jump into the rest of the show. Uh, just wondering, wondering about uh, Zinger, Paul Zingas. Is he cooked? No, I don't think so. I, you know, he's a, just a streaky guy. Uh, he He's a big man who doesn't uh, like to play big. <laughs> he likes to shoot a lot of threes, so therefore he's going to be streaky. And it's just something you got to deal with. He's going to shoot, you know, go through stretches where he's shooting, you know, in the 20 to 30 percent range. Uh, but he'll pick it back up. Uh, he's going to he's going to get hot again. Uh, it's only a matter of time. There's no one else on that team to do it other than Doncic. So uh, he's going to have to get hot again. Now, from a fantasy perspective, you can't really complain. Like, he's come back from injury a bit earlier than we thought. He really only missed basically a month of the season. He's 38th on a per-game basis, uh, right around DeMar DeRozan, Clint Capella, Al Horford, who's been great over the last week, Rashawn Holmes, Chris Boucher, who we'll talk about later. So the value's not bad, but the, the on-court impact seems to be what is worrying people. So that's something that we'll, we'll look out for. I stashed Porzingis in a few leagues and so far that's been really good. But then every now and then I see this stuff like, oh, he has a bad game. People say, he's cooked, he's cooked, he's done. And they, they were not great to start the season, but we'll just wait and see what happens. I guess now they've got all their guys back, they probably do improve a bit. Uh, the next uh, question I had was I going to talk about, was about Miami. Miami won four games in a row. Let's just segue into the first box score, shall we, and talk about Miami at the same time. They won their fourth game of the, in a row, as I mentioned, 101 to 94 over the Houston Rockets, who don't look very good without Christian Wood at all, do they? No, they don't. Uh, they, they just don't have anybody who can dominate like he can. Oladipo, you know, is still... As well as he has been playing, he's still up and down. John Wall's very inconsistent, too. Wood was the most consistent player they had, so when he's out of the lineup, they just can't keep any runs sustained. Mm. Uh, uh, let's talk about Houston first. Come back to Miami then, because we started with Houston. Uh, Oladipo, my notes here say he was garbage. He had six points on two of six in 20 minutes. Uh, he just has not been good. John Wall was poor as well with his shooting. He had 17-7-1, which is okay. But he, it was 5 of 13 from the field and just 3 of 6 at the line with 5 turnovers. That's pretty rough. Uh, Cousins was solid. He had 16, 11 and 3 with uh, 3 for 4 from deep and a steal. But he doesn't contribute to winning basketball, even though that was a good fantasy line. Eric Gordon was okay. He had 17 and 4 with 3 threes. But the 3 of 10 shooting, he just continues to be streaky as F, that fella. Uh, Jay Sean Tate was sneaky good again. He's a guy who's hovering around that 130 mark on the season and top 100-ish in the last month. He had 16-7-2 with a steal on 7 of 11 shooting. Uh, are you streaming Jay Sean Tate anywhere? Yeah, and if I recall, uh, I advised you to pick him up live on the air last week, and, and you picked him up while we were on the doing the podcast, so I hope he's paid off for you. Uh, you know, he's, he's a strong player, and especially without Wood in the game, that's a lot of usage that has to spread around. And, and Cousins isn't going to score 16 points most nights. Uh, and that, that's going to go over to Tate. Or tonight it was Oladipo who, who kind of had a stinker. And, and that usage went over to Tate. So he's going to pick that up. And I think even once Wood gets back, uh, he's going to sustain a pretty good role there. So he may even uh, hold his value once Wood's back. 
Yeah, now, now even though he uh, didn't come in in his rookie season, he's still only 25. And congratulations to Jay Sean. We'll call him a Sydney boy after playing over here for the Sydney Kings. He looks like he's made a career for himself. And then the field goal percentage uh, it was, again, very good. 7 of 11 today for a guard. His field goal percentage is quite excellent. We'll come to Miami now, though. They have won four games in a row, and part of the reason they're a lot better is pretty obvious, right? There's one big reason for that. What is it? Let me put you on the spot. Jimmy Butler has been healthy and back to form. He's been amazing. Yeah, Jay Butt, as I call him in my (laughs) my threads. He had 27, 10, and 10 with 10 for 11 from the three-throw line. He's 21st on a per-game basis. Don't look now. And he could be a steal depending on where you drafted him because he was falling um, into the third round and sometimes even in late into the third round, people were predicting that he was going to have a slow start and that he might not be very good this season. Well, he did have that slow start, but if you put up with it, wow, he's just been great. Bam is another one who's just taken off of late. He had 10, 13 and 8 with two steals, four or five at the line on just eight shots. That is a pretty good line, 10, 13 and 8 with two steals. He's 23rd on the season and... Uh, he's another guy. I think people were drafting him around then. Were you were you high or low on Bam coming into the season? Oh, I was really high on Bam. I, I have him in a in a bunch of spots. Uh, just his ability to not only put up those big man stats with the blocks, but to the, also his his passing game. You know, he's he's right up there with uh, you know with the Vuceviches and the Jokic's and the those passing centers. Uh, so yeah, I thought he was a really solid value, especially where he was going, um, you know, mid second round and dunk Rob. Well, he was better. He had 15 points, but you can guess where those 15 points came from. Can't you? If if I didn't say they were five threes, he was five for 11 from deep and he only took 11 shots. Dunk Rob, if he's been dropped in a league, would you grab him? Yeah, I mean, if you need to, if you need threes and points, uh, you know he's gonna get the minutes and he's gonna get the shots because they're gonna they're gonna uh, d up on Butler and Bam and it's gonna open it up for for Robinson and as long as uh, Struess, who I'm sure you're gonna get to in a minute, uh, isn't in there stealing his thunder, uh, he's gonna get those threes. So if you need threes, go for it. Yeah, I saw a funny thing online with Rockets fans talking about Max Struess being the guy that that um, <laughs> that ended them today. Olinik had six of thirteen. He was quietly awesome with those thirteen rebounds. He had two threes. I think that's nine or ten games in a row with multiple threes for Kelly Olinik. If he gets dropped after a couple of bad games, go and grab him because he's he's the top one hundred value guy and he'll get those threes for you, which you love from a big man. None was huge in terms of minutes anyway. He had forty minutes, sixteen five and three with four steals. Now tell us about Max. Struess. Yeah, I mean, Struess is one of those guys. He was known as a shooter, uh, probably only really known by uh, really deep league fantasy guys and dynasty leaguers. But uh, we knew he could shoot. If you're in a dynasty league, he's definitely owned. Uh, I don't know that he's going to do this every night. They've got quite, uh, quite a few injuries here on Miami, but he is... He's solid. So as long as Hero's out, uh, Struess would be a good streamer. Yeah, and he had a, one, of the, one of the weirdest lines you'll see in fantasy. 21, 0, 0, 0, 0, and 0 with five threes and four for four from the foul line on six for nine shooting. Didn't get a rebound, an assist, a steal, or a block, but he, he filled up the other categories for you. And, and deep league guy and also potentially, like you said, a streamer that's worth... Uh, streaming in but doesn't have a lot of value of course when when the team is full (laughs) he makes duncan robinson look like a multi-cat stud (laughs) there you go 
It's Valentine's Day coming up. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Valentine's Day is upon us. Uh, you don't know where the night is going to take you. And our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you you need to use the best tools for the job. If your girl can't think of what to get you this year, tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect, Perfect Package 3.0 full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The perfect package, of course, is led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer with its advanced skin-safe technology, which prevents uh, any messes on the bathroom floor and stuff like that because it's waterproof. Uh, you, that's very important when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow, of course. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxes that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those over the old used a stinky pair of boxes you have to these high-performance anti-chafing boxes. Complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. That's the signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to your collection. So all of this is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That is HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping your balls and the people who enjoy them will thank you. Uh, I need to tell you guys about the Fantasy Pass or remind you, I've rabbited on about it so much by now. You probably already joined up. You're saying, shut up, Aaron. Well, or shut up, Mr. Jolly. Uh, but uh, some of you have not signed up. And I know that for a fact because uh, we have a few hundred listeners here and I just I just know that you're not all all members. So you should sign up for the Fantasy Pass. It's still the best deal in the industry. It's just $4.99 a month. And now we're into the regular season. There is zero commitment. Sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. But we know you will love it. Always nice to have that option, though, isn't it? Uh, but I tell you, once you get on there and you start taking out part in some of the great stuff there, such as the Discord chat, where you can chat with Brent, the middleman himself, and get one-to-one advice on your fantasy team, you will love it and you will stay. We also have things like the updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest callers feature, which I just mentioned, but I'll mention it again because it's so fucking good. That is the Discord server. It's like a Slack um, app or like a chat, threaded chat app with lots of different... Uh, threads on pickups and drops and uh, on trade advice on all the different teams in there. There's DFS things. There's betting advice. It's just fantastic stuff. Four ninety nine. You can get uh, and you can just try it out. Just try it out for a month. Check out the hoop. Go out to hoop ball.com and click on the fantasy pass ad just below the main media wall. Let's talk about the second game of the evening, which is the Boston Celtics up against the Toronto Raptors. This was a shite game, as they say in Scotland. Shite. Um, Toronto were on a back-to-back. Uh, this was a bad game to watch. There was a six-minute stretch in the third quarter where, where Boston did not score, and for four minutes, neither of them scored. It looked like a wreck league, according to my notes here. Basically, the <laughs> Celtics hit more threes, and that's why they won this game. It was all about Semi Ojale and uh, Peyton Pritchard. Ojale had 21-5-3 with a steal on 5-for-12. Uh, he, he, sorry, that's Kemba Walker. Hold on. Ojale had 24 and six. It's even better with six of eight from deep. Uh, Pritchard had 25 and one, also six for eight for deep. Kemba was, uh, five. What was he? He was five of eight from deep between them. They had 17 for 24 from deep. Uh, Pritchard had 14 points in the first half. Ojale had 19. Those two are really the difference. Do either of them interest you? Uh, I'm not as interested in Ojale. Uh, he he just doesn't do enough across the board. Pritchard is a guy who's kind of been sneaky all season. He had a little bit of injury uh, problems. Uh, then Kemba Walker coming back took a little bit of shine off him. But 
you know, if you're in a deeper league or or you're in need of guard stats, Pritchard's a, a sneaky guy. He's not going to have um, six six rebounds and and no assists most nights. It's going to be sort of the opposite usually. But he's a great source of threes. He can score a lot. He gets steals and he can assist uh, when he comes in. So uh, I would go Pritchard over Ojale if if you're looking for uh, someone on the end of your bench. All right. Well, that's good advice. I, I had Pritchard in a couple of places. I dropped him after he got hurt. He's not the kind of guy that was good enough to really stash, but you love those points. And you love the fact as well that uh, the coaching staff there have basically just given him the green light to go off. Uh, Tatum was fine for the Celtic. He had 17, 6, and 9 with two steals. He was terrible from the field, but good at the foul line. He is inside second-round value on the season now. He sort of snuck up. He's the 19th-ranked player on a per-game basis which is not bad considering you probably drafted him at the end of the first round or early in the second round, so you can't uh, complain too much about that, can you? No, uh, I mean, we were hoping for better out of Tatum. I think a lot of people expected him to make that leap into the top 10, and and he still could, but I think Jalen Brown's hot start has kind of hurt him a little bit uh, because that's a lot of usage uh, going over to Brown. And so it seems like uh, they, you know, Brown sort of brought Tatum down a little bit, and then Brown's sort of outshined his draft position. Uh, so we'll see. It, it, things tend to even out over the over the season. So I, I'd expect Tatum to uh, be solidly in the in the top twenty, if not top fifteen, by the end of the year. Yeah, and Jalen Brown is still uh, being continuing to be hot. He's a twenty first ranked player on a on a per game basis. Can you believe it, kids, these days? She wants to watch Ch- Peppa Pig in Chinese. So there you go. Uh, are you there? <laughs> Peppa Pig in Chinese. They're much smarter than we were. <laughs> so until I was interrupted by Peppa Pig in Chinese request for my daughter, we were talking about Jalen Brown. He is the 24th ranked player on a per-game basis. Uh, he was pretty good today at 12, 5, and 10 with two steals, but three for 14 shooting. Detect a theme here. There was terrible shooting in this game um, from both sides and a number of players. But uh, where do we think he ends up in the, by the end of the season? Yeah, you know, a lot of questions on the Discord have been around, should I sell high on Jalen? Is he for real? And, you know, he's been on the verge of a breakout for a number of years. So I think he's totally legit. I think top 25, I think right where he's at is, is totally reasonable to think that he'll finish there, which which is a steal based on probably where you where you drafted him, which it was probably like at least fourth, fifth round. So um, the fact that, that he's top 30, uh, I think he can – he can finish this strong and, and, and keep doing this. So uh, I'm all in on, on Jalen. Uh, if you know, if someone is trying to get rid of him, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't give up like a first or second rounder for him, but uh, you know, there, there's plenty of third, fourth rounder guys who maybe have been underperforming a little bit, but you can still cash in on their name value and, and grab Jalen. Cause I think he's legit. All right. So if someone tries to sell high, you might consider it every now and then you get a sell high offer and you just go, Hmm, maybe I might take this. So that's one to slip into my top pocket and have a think about. Uh, speaking of top pocket, someone I slipped into there recently was Daniel Tice because he fell onto the waiver wire in a few places. He had eight, five, and three with two steals and four blocks. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, you know, no Robert Williams tonight. Uh, so the the three-headed center monster there was only a two-headed center monster, which, you know, probably was a big reason Ojale got some extra time too. They tend to play him. Uh, in in the against bigger guys, but yeah, Tice has been a, a sneaky good value for a number of years now. He's he's in that like sort of Cody Zeller camp, <laughs> or you know where Aaron Baines used to be too. 
so I like Tice a lot. As long as Williams is out, uh, Tice is a great play. It's just kind of tough to trust anyone when all three of them are healthy. Wow, you almost won lottery there because I'm looking at uh, the rankings on the season and you were talking about Dan- we were talking about Daniel Tice. He's 111th. Cody Zeller, who you mentioned, is 110th. And Robert, <laughs> Robert Williams, who you mentioned, is 113th. If you'd mentioned PJ Washington as well, who's 112th, uh, all the lights would have just gone off. So, I mean, there's reasonable value there. Dante DiVincenzo is 109th. Pat, Pat Beverly is 114th. These are all like sneaky good value guys and so if Tice falls onto your wire after a couple of um, uh, you know bad games or whatever he's a guy that you can definitely consider scooping up if you need uh, any of those big man statistics uh, for the Toronto Raptors speaking of big man statistics probably the thing that's been most talked about over the last couple of weeks is Chris Boucher who went yep. through some really a really rough patch but uh, he had 25 minutes today at 12 6 1 and 1 which is not fantastic but wait for it he had five blocks Am I going to eat my words on him? Because I've been saying that I didn't think he would finish inside the top 50, but he's 41 on the season still based on 48th in the last week with these blocks that have been pushing him back up. Yeah, his blocks, the fact that he hits a couple threes a game too uh, and is rebounding and only does this in like 20 to 25 minutes, I mean, he he's solid. Don't If, if somebody's souring on him, go get him because – He's the type of guy who he's like a Mitchell Robinson type, uh, you know, Miles Turner before this year's huge breakout where they'll have these pretty bad games and, and people just seem to get down on them and, and they see kind of low numbers in a lot of categories. But in fantasy, when you're averaging out uh, rankings, those blocks along with those threes and boards and the field goal percentage uh, really drive people uh, high up the rankings. So I think Boucher could easily finish probably like top 50 based on his block numbers. Mm. Uh, I'm all, I love Boucher. I, I, I wish I had him in more places. If people are selling low, go get him. Yeah. Now, so let's come back to the one we talked about early in the season, which was Aiton. Should I still consider selling Aiton for him? Aiton, that... Aiton is up to 70th on the season now, which is what that's 22 spots behind. And he, has been obviously a lot better because he was outside. He was like 130, 140th after the first month or something like that. The last uh, month, Aiton is 58th. He fell off a little bit in the last couple of weeks. He's 100th in the last two weeks, but 70th on the season, 100th odd in the last two weeks, 58th in the last month. Yeah, the problem with Aiton, you know, Aiton's uh, ranking really depends a lot on his rebounding and his scoring along with his field goal percentage. He doesn't block the the volume of shots that like a Boucher or a Turner or a Robinson does, which is going to keep him outside of that top 50 most of the time unless he's putting up those huge double-double type numbers like a Sabonis or somebody does. So... I honestly, I would still trade Aiton for Boucher just because of the volume of blocks. Uh, if you have other good scores on your team, um, if you're lacking for uh, for points, you know maybe you hang on to Aiton, um, especially if you have other block specialists on your team. But but if you're hungry for those D stats, uh, you know I would I think Boucher is going to be much more consistent when it comes to fantasy production uh, than Aiton will right now. Yeah, so I think as well, it depends a little bit on who else you've got on your team. Like I, if you've got other big blocks guys, like the team that I've got Aiton on, I've got uh, Clint Capella, I've got Jeremy Grant, who's a good source of blocks as well, 
and I've got uh, Thad Young at the moment who gets your steals and blocks, and I've got Marcus Smart. Uh, and Kyrie Irving, by the way, is a sneaky uh, good contributor to blocks this season. We think we talked about this before because people shooting lots of shots in his face. Yeah, when, I mean, when he plays, uh, the, the tough part with you know Irving is is the number of games. I mean, if you look at it on a per game basis, he looks great, but that's when he is in the game. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I don't know. I think I think Boucher on that team would probably could be a nice fit. Uh, you know, he's not. It's not like he's. You know, he scores in the double digits. It, it just would be nice to see him get uh, twenty-five to thirty minutes consistently. Mm. Uh, Nurse just seems to play with his minutes a lot. So the the thing with Aiton is, you know, the time's going to be there. He's going to be more consistent. Um, so maybe you just hang on to him. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I I I could see a big breakout from Boucher, especially if Toronto starts slipping a little bit and Nurse. Uh, wants to shake things up he could be the first guy to get more run Uh, speaking of toronto what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, well, let's finish talking about the rest of the guys on their team. Siakam was uh, good. He had 23-4-2 and two with a steal on 8-for-14 shooting, two threes. He's ranked 51 on the season. He's been picking it up a, a, a lot after a very poor start. Lowry had 24-6 and six on 10-15 shooting. That was very tasty. Uh... Fred Van Vliet had a shocker points-wise, just five points on two of nine shooting, but he managed 11 assists, two steals, and two blocks. He just keeps on keeping on, even when his shooting is rough by stuffing those other categories. He's been uh, he's been a great draft day steal, Fred Van Vliet. For the second year in a row, he's just got even better. Norm Powell was turgid with his shooting, but he still had 15 and four. The shooting, like I mentioned, turgid as ever, as hell, sorry. Uh, he had six <laughs> for 15. Zero for four from deep, eh, where he just couldn't get it going. Baines was all right for boards in his 20 minutes. He had eight, eight, and two assists. That's about all he is, really, a board streamer. The third game of the evening was the Indiana Pacers winning out, running out uh, uh, 17 uh, point, 15, 16 point winners, 111 to 95 over Detroit. Detroit have slipped a little bit of late, and Indiana have also not been great. So this was a good matchup for them. Detroit had Plumley as a late scratch with an elbow issue, and that led to extended minutes for Isaiah Stewart, who started in place of uh, Plumley. He looked great. He had 17, 7 and 1 with two steals on 8 for 9 from the field. Isaiah Stewart, is he a man you have in any dynasty leagues or any deep leagues? I wish. Uh, but I, yeah, if, if you can grab him, if for some reason is sitting out here, he looks like a good one. He's getting a lot of minutes as a rookie. Plumley's playing great, so. You know he's not getting as much run as you would hope, but he's he's been he's been cutting into Plumlee's minutes lately, and uh, all for for good for Plumlee. He stepped up his game, but this injury uh, could be the uh, 
could get a Wally pipped um, if you guys are old like I am. He's the one who got hurt, and uh, Lou Gehrig came in and took his place, and then set the game set the record for games played in a row <laughs> in the in Major League Baseball. Uh, this could be Plumlee getting Wally pipped, uh, possibly uh, with Stewart getting the start and playing like this, especially on a team that's so terrible and, and rebuilding. Uh, Stewart's minutes are only going to creep up on the thirty year old Plumlee, so. Uh, he's a guy I'm looking at it even in uh, redraft leagues right now if he's out there uh, not maybe not quite 12 teamers yet but if who knows if this elbow injury is pretty severe Stewart's going to be a hot ad so keep an eye on him if you have a spot to burn on the end of your bench he makes a good speculative ad now the opposite of hot is what Wayne Ellington is he had seven points on one of six from deep and he's pretty much been dropped everywhere hasn't he you're not scooping him up unless he gets hot again are you no, I, and then what Ellington's done this for years. He, when he was on the Knicks, he he's just a, he gets streaky, uh, and then he and everyone picks him up, and then he goes ice cold and he gets dropped everywhere. But with the way Josh Jackson's been picking up his game and Sadiq Bay, um, you know Ellington's gonna have a really short leash. Uh, you know he's gonna occasionally drop eight threes and he's gonna be a hot pickup again, but he's gonna be super inconsistent. Uh, also for Detroit, uh, they have a guy called Jeremy Grant who's been obviously their far away their best player. He was not good tonight. They had nine, five, and three, but he had two steals and a block, which helps him keep this uh, top, this value up. Four of seventeen from the field. He has had some bad shooting nights, interspersed with good ones of late, but he's still the twenty fourth ranked player on the season, which is just fantastic. If you drafted him like I did around pick ninety, and I've got him in three leagues. Woo hoo, Delon Wright. Yeah, absolute steal, isn't it? DeLon Wright was bad. He had three of ten. On th- he shot three of ten from the field, just six, five, and three. But again, two blocks. The defensive category uh, contributions from him are keeping him floating along very nicely. Blake Griffin had sixteen and three, uh, sixteen three and six. I'm sorry, uh, but just five of fifteen from the field and one of six from deep. Josh Jackson. I scooped him up in a few places after he got dropped. As soon as Derek Rose was traded, he had 18, 8, and 4 with a steal and 6 of 8 from the line. Those scoops, scoop-ups of him, I got him in three places. They're going to provide me with some value, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah, Josh Jackson started the season off on fire, uh, had an injury, uh, you know, had a little bit of trouble kind of getting his form back, getting his minutes, but... You know, he's got the doors wide open for him right now, and, and he's taking advantage and looks great. So, yeah, get I'd pick him up everywhere. Yeah, I got him in a points league and a couple of category leagues too. Just very, very happy with that. For Indiana, uh, Malcolm Brogdon was good. He had 18, 8, and 9 with three steals and two blocks. Sabonis was great. He had he had uh, two blocks, almost a triple-double, and he's 26, 8, 8, and three steals as well as those two blocks. Wow, that is regret for me because I took LaMarcus Aldridge instead of him. That is the that is my far and away worst decision in uh, fantasy this season, uh, alongside drafting Russell Westbrook in a category league. <laughs> well, hindsight is twenty six eight and eight, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, so you know you, you can't complain too much because you, you you obviously take some risks and and you know find things like drafting Jeremy Grant pay off, and then at the other end you you do make some mistakes. Uh, Turner was fine. He had 14 and 8 with two blocks and two threes. Lamb was better than he's been of late. He had 17, 5 and 1 with two steals. And Justin Holiday looks like a pickup again. I've held him in a few places, dropped him in some, picked him up in others. He's a bit of an off and on uh, teams guy this season. He had 11, 3 and 4 with a steal and two threes. Justin Holiday, grab him if he's on your on your wire. Yeah, if you got a spot on the end of your bench, uh, he's going to be good until Warren and, and Levert get back. 
which uh, seems like Avert's making progress. He's been at practice, so hopefully he gets back on the court soon because I got him in a couple leagues where it, it's killing me not having his numbers out there, and mm. I think he's going to be great on Indiana. And and uh, who knows what's going on with Warren. I haven't seen any updates, but he's got to be getting at least close. Uh, so, yeah, I think Holiday is a good pickup right now. Uh, you know, between him and Lamb, it, it's tough. I kind of like Lamb coming off the bench. Uh, and, and Holiday gives you some good defensive stats and threes. So if, if that's where your need is, those those are always tough to find. So uh, he could be a sneaky pickup. Uh, and a couple of games for us to ram through as we uh, get to the bewitching hour. These games, of course, happen right before we record. It's about uh, it's after 10 o'clock on the West Pacific West Coast, and it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon here in Australia, just past beer o'clock. Uh, this game finished just before we started recording, and it was the Golden State Warriors running out winners 111 to 105 over the Magic. Let's talk about the Magic first. God, they just can't take a trick with injuries, can they? Frank Mason, so they, they've lost... Uh, they lost, um, God, gee, it's been so bad, I'm losing Fultz. my train of thought. They lost Fultz yeah. first, then they lost um, Cole Anthony to injury, and now Frank Mason comes in and plays just four minutes. Wow. So Chumura KK had 35 minutes, nine points, five rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Is he a pickup, or do do we expect Cole Anthony to come back and he won't play those many minutes? Yeah, I, I don't think he's quite there yet. Um so I, I want to see him do it another time, but that's a lot of minutes. So if you're in a deeper league, he's definitely a pickup, but I don't think he's at the 12-team league pickup point yet. All of this just means more for Nikola Vucevic. He had 38 minutes, 25 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, uh, three three-pointers, six for six from the foul line. You hate to see injuries, but because I own Vuce in probably four or five leagues, and these injuries have just made him even more of a monster. Wow, he's first-round value, late first-round value on the season, and there's probably not much going to change that. James Ennis had 17 points, 10 rebounds, one assist and two steals. He might be a pickup because of just the opportunity now, right? There's more yeah, shots. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have, to, you have to look at the opponent, I think, in this case. The Warriors are really small right now, mm. missing Wiseman and Looney, so anyone with size is just eating them up on the inside. They they started the second half with Mike Mulder out there and Draymond playing. It was basically Draymond and four three-point shooting guards, so they just got eaten up by the by the bigger guards and, and forwards of, of the Magic. Uh, and that's where you see a lot of these numbers come from. So I would like to probably see it repeated against a team with a normal size lineup mm. before I run out and grab them. But it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, Dwayne Bacon had 20 points, three rebounds, assist, and three steals. But he's another one we probably have to wait and see, don't we? Yeah, I mean he's pretty he, he's pretty much a one trick pony. Uh, when he he's a three point shooting points guy, he, he doesn't do a whole lot else. So if that's what you need, he is a streaky guy. Maybe this is the start of a hot streak. So uh, you know it, it could be worth a speculative ad in, in deeper leagues, especially. Now, speaking of shots being available, Terry Ross, my goodness, he had twenty seven shots, but it was eight for twenty seven at twenty nine percent, twenty points, uh, six rebounds, three assists. He had two three pointers. Uh, Terry Ross, he's definitely worth scooping up because of the opportunity, and he won't shoot this badly yeah. on, other, on other nights. For the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, wow, 40 points, eight rebounds, five assists, and four steals. In a word, what more can you say? 10 three-pointers on 10 for 19. 10 for 19 is ridiculous. And I, I watch I watch this game, at, you know, I'm a big Warrior fan, and he, he was just classic Steph Curry. He was hitting from everywhere, 
getting what you know making himself get it's amazing how little space he needs to get his shot off he was doing acrobatic layups still had some he, he's got to cut down on some of the frustrating turnovers i know both for fantasy and in real life uh but it's hard to get down on him for anything when he's shooting like this mm. Draymond Green, as you mentioned, I think it's the third game in a row with more than 10 assists. He had 8 points, 6 rebounds, 11 assists, a steal and a block. Just 3 for 7 from the field, but shooting is not why you have him. Juan Toscano-Anderson had 9 and 5 with 2 assists and a steal and a block. His minutes were a bit down, but he's still a, a good streamer. Michael Mulder, as you mentioned, had 11 and 5 with an assist. He had 3 three-pointers. Uh, Pascal is not doing much at the moment. Damian Lee is not really an ad. So Toscano-Anderson or Mulder? Mulder probably only in deeper leagues, right? He only had 16 minutes. Yeah, I think the Mulder thing was was kind of a fluke, honestly. Uh, Toscano Anderson is, is definitely a nice streamer for defensive stats and rebounds. He he doesn't really shoot a lot at all. He got he got a couple baskets late in the game because they were like triple teaming Curry. <laughs> so uh, Toscano got a couple uh, layups at the end there to get to get his points up a bit. But if you need rebound steals and blocks, you could do a lot worse right now. And it sounds like Wiseman's going to be out at least another seven to ten days on top of the initial uh pro- prognosis so uh Toscano's going to have a little more value here for another week and a half or so now the last game of the evening which pushed back the beginning of this recording because we were both watching it at the end was the Blazers running out winners by four points over the 76 is 118 114 this was a bit of a thriller uh very interesting at the end of the game uh the inbounds pass for the 76ers got stolen and that sort of it was a bit of a damp squib to kind of end it but exciting last quarter for the portland trailblazers camelo anthony he's a good streamer at the moment he had 24 and 2 on 9 for 15 shooting it six uh shots in a row to start the fourth quarter uh so he was very good lillard had 30 and 7 with two steals four for 11 from deep 14 for 15 at the foul line that is a category winning uh, foul shooting isn't it (laughs) absolutely and you know i mean that's what you come to expect out of dame you know he's like a curry you know nothing surprises us with him anymore he does it all and you know that's why you draft him with confidence in the first round when you when you end up with that eighth ninth pick uh and and you're not sure who to grab grab dame (laughs) he's he's as safe as they come especially with mccollum not in the lineup uh, you know, just be happy and, and ride him for everything he's worth right now. And speaking of riding someone for everything they're worth, Gary Trent Jr. continues to be a good long stream. He had 19 points and four rebounds with five threes. He is the Portland Trailblazers' best uh, three-point shooter by percentage, even better than Damian Lillard. And so for the points and threes, he just, just again, he's a guy, if he has a bad game or two and he gets dropped, go and grab him until CJ comes back. Rocco has been a lot better. He didn't do anything with the shooting, just five shots for uh, two field goals made. He had five points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal and one block, though. If you scooped him up because people dropped him or you bought really low for him, he has uh, been sneaky top 50 value over the last couple of weeks. Derek Jones Jr. had nine, seven and one. Uh, Rodney Hood had just eight points and four rebounds in his 23 minutes and Simons had 11 and two. Enos Cantor had 10 and 14 with two assists for the Portland Trailblazers for the 76ers. Uh, Joe, Joel Embiid had 35-9-3 with two blocks, 13 for 25 shooting. Where do you stand on the MVP between, say, him, Steph, uh, Jokic, uh, and whoever else you throw in there, Kawhi maybe? 
Yeah, and, I, and I'd say LeBron's probably right up there too. I, it, man, it's tough. I, I still think Jokic, it's between Jokic and Curry for me, and you could probably even put Giannis up there as well. Uh, you know, the, these stars are, are playing unbelievable, and, and if you drafted Embiid, you, you probably got him towards the end of the first round, beginning of the second. So he's huge value this year, looks really, really good. The 76ers, despite not getting the win tonight, they're going to be a really scary team in the playoffs if they can get healthy and get some of those bench guys back because tonight was really just all about their three stars um, with a little bit of Seth Curry helping out at the end. But it, but it was all about Simmons and Bean and Harris tonight. And uh, when they're all on, they're going to be really tough to beat. And Simmons had a good fantasy line. He had 23 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, a steal, and a block on 10 for 12 shooting. As I've mentioned before, his field goal percentage is actually a plus, even though he doesn't take those long-range shots, because uh, that's actually good. He's getting 83% from the field today. Wow. If only his uh, three-throw shooting was good. But hang on a moment. Three for three at the foul line. How about that? Say what? Three for three <laughs> at the foul line. Toby Harris had 17, 6 and 5. He was 9 for 9 at the foul line, although he missed all of his three-point shots, 0 for 5, including a couple in the fourth quarter. That that hurt. Danny Green is uh, not the guy you want in terms of the three-point snipers. It's Seth Curry. He was dropped in a lot of places, came back from coronavirus and did not look good, but he was 6 of 13 from the field, 3 of 7 from, from deep. Uh, Seth Curry is going to be top 100 value at least isn't he for the rest of the season wouldn't you think yeah I think so I think people might have forgotten how hot he started this season mm. and you know Maxi coming on and, and Shake Milton Shake Milton didn't play tonight so that allowed Curry to get a little bit more run but he looks great I mean they, they got to be happy to have at least this Curry on their team uh, because this three-point shooting has just gotten better and better every single year I don't know if he's off-season practicing with his brother and, and getting tips, but uh, he just keeps getting better, and, and it seems like he's shaken off that injury and his leash is getting longer. So, yeah, I, I, I think Curry's a great add. Definitely going to be top 100. Uh, might have a couple off nights when Shake Milton or Maxi gets hot, but uh, for the most part, he's going to be really good. Well, we have reached that end of the show. Again, Brent, that was a wild bit of fun. It was nice to actually catch the end of the game with you as well. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom and uh, and having some fun with me on a Thursday evening for you and a Friday afternoon for me. I am off to my weekend, and I hope that you have a good rest of your Thursday. And thanks again, mate. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I look forward to this every week. It's it's super fun to get on here with you and and come join us on the Discord. It's there's so many channels. It's just insane uh, amount of uh, information, and you get access to all the experts. Um, you know, Dan and and Aaron and, and me and and the other guys. We're we're on there constantly for hours at a time every day, answering questions uh, about everything fantasy basketball. So so come and join us and hit me up on Twitter at Brent Middleman. Uh, if you have any uh, fantasy basketball questions. That is what you should do. Thanks very much, Brent, and we'll catch you next week. Bye for now, and and good luck, everybody. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.